Hello. Hello. Good one. Oh, thank you. Welcome to Queerosities. Great work. That was, I think, our best one yet. Because I said my hello differently. You I didn't, really did, and it caught me off guard, to be quite honest, and I tried to keep it cool. Oh, because mm. I didn't have my little awkward high? You just go, hi. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you want to do that again? No, 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 cool. no. Okay. I think that it was a win. Mm. Fair enough. Two things. Okay. We're getting right into it. Well. You've got something on your mind, and I can tell. I know. Okay. I, like, I can't not look like I have something on my mind. Two things on my mind, and I oh. wonder if the audience would like this. Okay. Um... I just think there's something missing for our listeners when they don't get to see you. Right. Because you are... Oh, see me personally? So, like, epically awkward. Yeah. Right? I, I like it. Mm, I mean, that is a compliment. Okay. Is that a compliment? It's a compliment for me. <laughs> 100%, right? That's how we talk about your awkwardness. It's like, it's a total gift for you. Yeah. And I think it truly comes out with the kids at school. Oh. Nobody really sees my level of awkwardness <sighs> until I close my classroom door. And those kids that have seen me for like, you know, months, like the kids I have now don't realize what oh, they, they have don't in know store it. for no, them. They don't know it. What are You're seeing more and more of it. I'm letting my freak flag fly more and more with you. I know. Just get it's ready, quite, Colleen. <laughs> it's quite a gift, everyone. Because it's, it's, it's the key to your humor. My awkwardness? A hundred percent. My little shimmy? And I need the world to see it. Okay. And so, all of that to say, we might start recording video podcasts. Okay, you're surprising this one on me. Yes, we didn't review this prior to this recording. So, everyone's receiving the information live, as are you, partner. I appreciate that. That we might start doing live podcasts. So like a camera on you and a camera on me or a camera on us together? Us as a team, as okay. a unit. So we need like a tripod. Oh, you're going technical. We'll do, we'll, Unless we have Aaron or Julie standing there <laughs> filming us just stand and film the up. entire time. We're going to work out the details. Yeah, the kinks. But I think that is in our near future. Okay. Because I just want to share you in this context with the world. Good luck, people. <laughs> okay. Good luck. So that's my first thought. I have a second one. Oh I think my gosh. So we have three. Okay, go. No, no. It's leading into your thought because I know oh. what your other thought is. Oh. Okay. So I automatically went to like people are watching things. Mm. What's a good snack to have when you're watching mm. things? And this is where Colleen comes into play. Mm. The snack. The, po- the popcorn game. Oh. Snacking in general, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think we have some shared good snacks. Oh. I, I like snacks. I'm a strong snacker. Mm-hmm. I'm learning that you are, are also a strong snacker. Very. And even just that, saying that, strong snacker, is kind no. of a fun thing to say. <laughs> so it's you like, go. Let me say that four times. Okay. <laughs> so Awkward. the snack news of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think I may have alluded to this in our last episode. Yeah. Because I was in the moment of discovering this potentially devastating news that I mentioned last episode, but I didn't want to get into it. I didn't even know this was a thing, to be honest. So I'm at the store. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking at the smart food game. Smart food popcorn. Well, yeah, I think smart food is universally Some people might not know what smart food is. They might be listening from a country that, because we've seen that there are many countries, right? Okay. So smart food. Maybe we'll pose with smart food in this picture for the episode. So smart food is a type of popcorn that's very delicious. And so my worst fear was realized today 
when the green smart food bag, mm-hmm. and I hope there's one listener who's also like, oh no, about this news, is no longer Gouda and chive. It's sour cream and onion. You don't like sour cream and onion? That's not what I'm saying. Okay. But it's not <laughs> at all the same. Gouda and chive just a different is vibe? like a cheese and onion, mm-hmm. but it's just a whole other vibe. And it existed for so long. But honest to goodness, in about a year, I haven't been able to find it. And I asked the people and they restocked their smart food. I went over only sour cream and onion. I'm sorry. You I think, asked the employees at the store about the, the smart food I've asked display. on multiple occasions. <laughs> they, sometimes Sobeys will bring it in if you make a special request, if it's available. Well, I didn't go that far in the conversation because sometimes they just keep things in the back and I thought there may have been some out, no. but the chip man was in the aisle. Oh, you went right to the source. <laughs> I went right to the source. <laughs> Anyways, we're currently eating smart food sour cream and onion. It's very delicious. So I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that Gouda and Tribe no longer exists, and that's really sad. And I hope there's one listener who's also like, you know what, Carl? I feel you. I Maybe hear it's you. available I... in different provinces. Well, I mean, that's a trick. But so maybe someone's going to give us a shout out and be like, hey, guys, oh, I found it. Yeah, if you've seen it, please I've never DM tri- us. I've, tr- I've never tried it. Well, that's that's just it. Okay. When we have our first video podcast, I'd love to provide you. And maybe like in the, the UK, they've now. got smart food, but like different flavors that we're not privy to in Canada. That That's a thing. You're going deep and I'm not mad. Okay. About it. You know how like Lay's chips will have different flavors? I do. Yeah, I do. You know what I mean? I do, yeah. Same like with McDonald's. Yeah, Lay's chips. When I was in Greece, I found a tzatziki flavor. Oh, uh, that's not available here. No, it's not available here, but I felt very like... Some superstores and Sobeys will now bring in different flavors of Lay's from around the world that are not in the regular chip yes. section here, but in the a different chip section. They're in international, the international, international aisle. You have to up our game here, I think. Okay, so we're done on that topic. Don't panic. We're going to get into into content. But that's what I wanted to share today because we've talked about it a lot, me and you, over the last few hours. But we've also mentioned days. something. You can find smart food at Costco, and we have a similar Costco story. Oh, okay. Would you like to start? Well, yeah, I would. And this story, thank you for reminding me of that. Mm-hmm really plays into our topic, which we're continuing today. As we told you last week, we're going to continue the conversation about heteronormativity. Again, the assumption that everyone you meet is a straight person and a cisgender person, which is absolutely not the case. And that is the problem with this premise. So we're at Costco. And again, we're not knocking Costco. We We love love Costco. Costco. In unison. Um, Dill pickle salad. Oh, the dill pickle salad. Yeah, we won't. So you no would, more food. No, no. no you and Aaron are at Costco. Lay out the lay out the scenario. Aaron and I, my wife, we're at Costco. We've got a cart full. We're going through. We're just a regular family going through Costco, getting our groceries. So we arrive at the cash, and I showed my Costco card to the person at the cash, as you have to do. And then they rang everything through, all good. And then Aaron pulls out her card to right. pay for the groceries. Normal thing to do. When Very you're- <laughs> normal thing to do. And the person responded, I cannot accept that card. Mm-hmm. And we were like, uh, wait now, that doesn't make sense. We're on the same account. Right. Right? It's not two different Costco accounts. We are literally on the same account. We live at the same address. Mm-hmm. This is our Costco card. And in my head, I'm like, we could have been sharing the same fanny pack and I got the card out and she got the visa out. Right? It didn't matter. Yeah. 
but it, because it came from two different people, they wouldn't accept it. Right. And you know, when you're in the moment and your brain is like, ding, 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 something's wrong here. Yeah. But I don't have whatever it is. Like, I don't have the words. I don't have the confidence. I don't have the like, whatever it is. Gumption. The gumption to just stop and say like, wait now, something's wrong here. Are you being homophobic? Yeah. Because, and then my head and Aaron and I are walking out and you can just tell. Mm -hmm. Neither of us are saying anything. And you know when you can just feel the tension? Yes. And both of us are like, oh, like this shit's got to get figured out. Like this makes me feel so uncomfortable in my belly that I cannot imagine if my two parents were going through Mm-hmm. that this would have happened to them. So then I'm all mad. I get home. I call Kayla and I say, listen to what just happened to us at Costco. And then I say the exact same thing happened to Julie and I. Wow. Similar situation. I forget who had shown their Costco card, but we, just like you and Aaron, same Costco account, two different cards, one with her picture, one with my picture. Yes. And just like you guys, we go through with our family's week of groceries. Mm-hmm. And depending on who has their card ready or whatever, that person pays. But it just so happened that whosoever card used, the other person used their debit Mm. or tried to use their debit. And we Mm kind of got to the same roadblock as Mm -hmm. you guys. And it was to the point that I had even contacted my parents to see, has this ever happened to you guys? That my mom would go through with my dad. One of them shows their card. The other one tries to use their debit. And have they been stopped? They have not been stopped. So my dad has gone through... Perhaps he was the one that showed his card. Mm. Then my mom paid or vice versa. Zero issues. Then that kind of reaffirmed that like feeling in your stomach that something is wrong. Totally. So then I wondered, okay, how often does this happen? Is it a random thing? Is it a just basis on one individual or is it like a Costco thing? I have no idea. I know. And we'd love to hear from you if, if this was a thing that you've experienced. Or again, if we are wrong and you were a straight couple who went through and the same thing happened to you yeah, like let us know yeah. right like we're here for that too we would it would make us feel better it would make us feel way better because but when you yes when you told me that your parents have on multiple occasions have gone through using separate cards and right. have never been stopped there is something there so yeah. there is reality to that that makes me very uncomfortable yeah. that it happened to both me and you with and i believe i've gone lives. even through my mom which is her and i have gone through before and i'm pretty sure we've done the same type of a thing that whoever has their card ready and then the other person pays, that sort of a thing, especially if it's like a joint mm-hmm. purchasing or whatever. And that's what I said. It's a joint account. And often like Aaron and I, one of us will have a bag. Yeah. Right? Like if one of us carries a fanny pack, we just have both of our things in the one fanny pack. That it's an impossible policy to reinforce because my card, they don't check the name on the visa. No, they never ask to show the front of the debit or the visa. No, they don't see the name on the card. They just see the person getting out the card. So if you're sharing a bag. You could have a mutual debit card. Exactly. A joint debit card. Exactly. So there's no way that the policy is enforceable. Yeah. So again, my only conclusion is that that person did not, what, believe we were wives? And like, let's be honest. If I'm not wearing pants or pants that have pockets... I've more than likely asked Julie to take my wallet and put it in her bag. And she could be reaching for my wallet. Exactly. Who knows? So, oof, oof is how I feel about that. And it's yeah. bringing back those icky feelings because, again, like we said last week, the hetero or two weeks or whenever, two weeks, I think, the heteronormativity is so pervasive. It's happening all the time, silently in contexts that we don't even necessarily realize. Yeah. But every single time those things happen, those are microaggressions. And every time they happen, it sucks. Yeah. And it hurts. 
And it also adds tension to relationships. Like we got home, Aaron was like, I'm calling customer service. Like I am on this. We are figuring it out. Whereas I was like, okay, let's take a step back. Let's figure out, is it just us? Is this a policy Costco has? Like, let's not, I'm still in the like, let's not jump to homophobia Yeah. because people love us. Like I'm still naive in that way. We sometimes. went up to the desk. You did. Okay. Uh, and I forget like what their actual reasoning behind. And they kind of confirmed that they were supposed to do that because of the cards and whatnot. But we said like, if it's the exact same household that's using it, the card, whatever, we share like the membership fee for the year. We could have a joint debit card. Exactly. So they didn't really have the greatest answer, but I'm, my right. memory is a little bit foggy on it as well. So I know I left feeling like icky about it, regardless totally. of the customer service. Exactly. And so when you leave feeling icky, it sticks with you. Yeah. Like it literally sticks with you. Right. And, and that is the impact of heteronormativity on, I would say all, <laughs> at least once um, in people's lives, all queer people. Yeah. Right. And so again, on this topic, and we were just talking about this as well. This is, we're moving on from Costco, but we're chatty. We are chatty about Costco. But when we talk about role models, and I know this was something we mentioned last time is it took us so long to come out. And that might be the case for a lot of our listeners who are in our kind of age range because we didn't know it was an option. Yeah. And so now when I think about shows like League of Their Own, yeah. which I know we've already gone on about on this and podcast, but we love it. And so if I had access to a Greta yeah. <laughs> when I was a child, yeah. or Carson or a Greta, or just watching their relationship. 14 and up, having access to that show that you could like watch on Netflix, oh. would have completely like, wait a second, mm -hmm. this is a thing. Mm -hmm. This is a possibility. They're happy and they're gay and everyone's like together. And also they have different gender expression, exactly. right? Carson is a little bit more stereotypically masculine in the way that they dress. Whereas Greta is very stereotypically feminine in the yeah. way that they dress. Whereas us growing up, correct me if I'm wrong, we had Rosie, Rosie yeah. O'Donnell. We Ellen. had Ellen. We had Melissa Etheridge. Katie Lang. Katie Lang. Which oh are my gosh. great role models. They're amazing. Yes, as people and role models and queer people. But if you don't see yourself in that more stereotypically masculine lesbian box, what do you have? Yeah. Right? You didn't have Ruby Rose. Yeah. So now <laughs> there's like a, a wide range of like the queer rainbow. Oh, there's totally. so many different people that can kind of fall into that category 100 so many more role models even if we just think of shows right now like we can go on netflix and there doesn't have to be a 2s lgbt plus category on netflix we can just find a show that is normalized and naturally interwoven yeah. in the options in all of the streaming devices yeah we didn't have orange is a new black as a kid oh absolutely not. come on i think i would have known i would have known <laughs> and i would have watched it <laughs> maybe more than once maybe more than once yeah i agree we don't want to go into, I know we talked about this being educational and I love the educational piece of it. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to get into a ton of it, but I do find the origin of heteronormativity fascinating. You were the one that told me this actually. With the uh, separating of boys and girls? Yeah. I think like I kind of come from like the, the sports perspective. Oh, right. And I think at one point we're going to have a podcast or probably more than one podcast <laughs> episode. Yep. It's a big topic about how we treat uh, girls and boys differently as soon as they start into the sports. Yes. And I think even like thinking about it now, why are we stuck in, here's the girls team, 
here's the boys team. Mm. The two sexes cannot play against one another or the two mm-hmm. genders cannot play against one another. And we start separating them into the boys and the girls very, very young mm-hmm. before we even have to. So we're kind of setting certain, you know, uh, ways of thinking mm-hmm. that they can't play together. One group is better than the other. They have different skill sets before they ev- have even developed a skill set. Yeah. And we treat them differently. And my sister and my brother-in-law will have said, like, they put my my nieces in soccer. Mm-hmm. Already they're divided boys, girls. Mm-hmm. You do not mix any more together. And, you know, before the age of seven, they can see that the boys team is way more competitive. They're treated differently than the girls team. The girls team is way more relaxed. They're just there for fun. The boys team, it's more competitive. Here's the skills that you need to learn. It's visible from a spectator's pers- uh, perspective. And I think too, like, I think for the like origin of heteronormativity, sports are absolutely huge because it's the division of the boys and girls too. And also like the division of the boys and girls so that they don't have sex. They mix together. Right? Like they can't can't possibly mix boys and girls together because it becomes too sexualized. Right? (laughs) Whereas the sexualization of children is wrong. Yeah. Dot com. End of story. Right? Do not sexualize children. But that really is the root from which the heteronormativity is born, yeah. right? They can't be together. They can't be together, which is still a rule in schools, in certain districts today, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, that if you are a coach, you identify as a woman yeah. and you're a coach of a boy's team or a male team, you need a male coach to be able to go on in the car or chaperone or whatever it is for that team because you can't have gender mixing or something. Exactly which is absolutely ridiculous. And the definition of heteronormativity that boys will like girls and girls will like boys. Yeah. Not even mentioning the fact that non-binary athletes have nowhere to go. Non-binary students have nowhere to go when we have this division based on heteronormativity. It has happened to me before that I was able to drive a female student in the car. Parents were aware of it. Edmund was aware of it. Good to go. Yeah. And I had to drive a male student for something. Mm. I don't remember what it was. But I had to have another uh, teacher with me exactly. because it was female and male in the car together. There's it makes s- absolutely no sense. But there are layers of There's wrong. There's so with that. many layers. Like of there wrong. are layers yeah. of wrong beyond sexualization and heteronormativity. Yeah. Like that is just an. It's a lot. That's a <laughs> podcast in itself. Um, but it, like for the sexualization of young kids too, and maybe if you're listeners, you've heard people say this, or maybe again you've said it yourself, and this is a learning opportunity. To ask young children, like adults will ask young, like female presenting people, like, oh, do you have a boyfriend yet? Do you have a boyfriend yet? And opposite, ask male presenting people, do you have a girlfriend yet? And it's also, one, it's inappropriate. You're sexualizing children, right? They're probably not thinking about that because they're being asked at 9 and 10 and 11 years old. And even if they are thinking about it, it's not your business, adult. But also you're assuming that this child is going to want to have a straight relationship. You're Mm -hmm. assuming the gender of this child. You're assuming this child is cis, right? You have so many assumptions on this child that it's making every time you ask them, it is 100 times harder for them to come out if need be later. Yeah. And it's also contradicting. They're contradicting themselves when they ask those questions because the moment we want to start like 2S LGBTQ plus education younger, the argument is always they're too young for that sort of a thing. Exactly. But they're not too young to be asked, who is your girlfriend, who is your boyfriend, etc. Yes, 
Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. That is huge. Yeah. And that will be, again, I know I've said this multiple times this time, but a podcast in itself. There's so many things that branch out. There's so, so many, many areas. branches of And we could sit here and, you know, talk about everything for forever. But we won't. I agree. And even if we think of ourselves, like if we go into, to keep it in the, you know, main branch of examples of heteronormativity in our lives, I would say you and I both navigating the world. Mm-hmm. We live in Halifax, Dartmouth, navigating our communities as queer couples isn't always a breeze. No. Either it comes with so many subtle heteronormative insults. I think it comes with like a lot of forethought is kind of what I think about it, about it. Because like if we were to walk in our neighborhood now, I think it's a really heteronormative neighborhood. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's any other queer couples in our neighborhood. So it's something that I think about, about our interactions when we're in our neighborhood. Yeah. And then you kind of go to like a similar demographic. Like for example, we went to a swim meet. Okay. And, you know, we were kind of going our different ways. She was staying to watch some of more of the races. I had to leave for something family related. So there was like a quick kiss and like the, the stares that ensued due to that quick kiss and like the interactions (laughs) of us acting like a regular couple. It's kind of like, why, why are you looking at us? Why are we getting double takes? Mm -hmm. Why are you walking forward and yet are still looking back at us Mm -hmm. when we're just kind of having like a normal interaction? It kind of like puts in there like, oh, I can't act a certain way or act like I want to because of the demographic of people around us. Mm-hmm. And then we could jump to Seaport Market. I think we went like within a week holding hands, affection. Nobody gives us a double uh, double glance no, because it's a completely diff- different demographic. Mm-hmm. They're more, I guess, used to seeing queer couples. They're just... A more maybe inclusive yeah they're around more they're more or something. yeah the demographic is different the demographic is different whereas at the swim meet we're like the one queer couple <laughs> why are you there how did you have children and the swim meet is a lot of parents of teenagers too, yeah right and so you wonder what conversations are happening at home for those teens if they're literally walking ahead of you double taking like oh my but god the, like, not the teens lesbian not the teens but the parents <laughs> that's what i mean like yeah. so what are the conversations happening at home with those teens yeah, if exactly. those parents are exactly. so surprised yeah right and so and when you're stared at it's not a compliment right oh, when you're no. stared at it is it's it makes you feel even if cuz some people will stare and be like smiling as though they want to be like i support you like i'm so glad you're living your life way to right? go like way to go girls but even in that way, although the intention is pure, it feels like you're very much on display at a zoo or something, right? right. And so Aaron and I, in the same, different but same, we were at a restaurant downtown and um, we were just being ourselves. So we're sitting at a table and she and I are often very affectionate. So we're like holding hands or we kissed or did something while we're eating our meal. And we could see kind of out of the corner of our eye, this family... And they were like an older demographic, but the lady kept looking at us and was staring at us, smiling, being very, very sweet. And she and I would be like, check it out. Like, you notice that lady? Mm-hmm. She's given us validation. Yeah. Right. And we wouldn't make eye contact with her. But then we finish our meal. We're like around the end of our meal. But the lady finished before us. And the lady, her whole family left the restaurant in the other direction. But she made a point to come back over to us, to our table, put her hands on our table and just said, <laughs> I just, and you could tell she was nervous. Just, I just want to tell you 
you're I'm I'm and you're stuttering. I'm I'm just so happy for you. And Aaron With the and best I, of intentions. The best of intention. And Aaron and I were just oh like thank you question mark like thank you what do you you know what I mean you're happy for us like living being out being gay and she just wanted us to make to know that she supported queer people that she supported us that she was happy we could hold hands in public and the lady was in her 70s 80s so she would have lived in a world where that wouldn't have been possible so her intentions were pure and beautiful and she was so cute but even in that way that is telling us that we're outside the norm, right? right. So yeah. that is functioning from a heteronormative perspective. Right. Although we loved the interaction because it was cute and we still talk about it. It's something that you do want to avoid. And maybe, right? hopefully, maybe she was like secretly gay her entire life and could never come out. <gasps> so she was like living vicariously through you. But oh she God. was Disney movie. She was married to a man and she saw you guys were like, oh, that could have been me. Oh, devastating for that lady. I know, but maybe not. Maybe. (laughs) Also, maybe not. Maybe she was just a very sweet lady who just, you know, wanted to let the validation be known. Yeah. So all examples of heteronormativity. Another one. We have so many. We have so many. We're we're trying to like filter it and organize it. So that we know like we have some good flow, but that we kind of like jump around even with our own thoughts. Yeah. And we were talking earlier about like even like searching for movies Oh. going through like Netflix and or like even like the Googling process before finding a movie. Like if you ever wanted like queer representation in the movie, mm-hmm. the process to try to find something that is queer that you could see yourself in like, oh, okay, this applies to my own life. I can totally. identify with this character in the movie researching beforehand mm-hmm. to try to find one mm-hmm. that isn't the same one. And sometimes you find like the same titles over and over. Like here are the top five gay movies. Mm-hmm. Good luck with those ones because that's all you're going to get. <laughs> I, know. I know. Like my Google is like queer shows on Netflix, queer shows on Prime, queer shows on Crave, queer <laughs> shows on Disney. And it's always like Queer Eye or like, yeah. you know, it's which always we like, love which Queer Eye. I'm obsessed with it, but it's always like the extreme queer shows, yeah. right? Or Carol. Or Carol, the like number the one, one lesbian you have movie. to watch, right? As you're coming out. And even like even searching music. Yeah. And I remember I was telling you this and audience, I shared with you that I recently got married and I was trying to just make a playlist for my wedding day. When I was getting ready, just I wanted a love song, like a playlist of love songs, but we're queer. So I wanted yeah. just music about women loving women. Hard to find it. Oh, it's literally, there's a couple here and there, but to make a playlist is literally impossible of like kind of, of romantic music. Yeah. Right. Romantic queer music. You cannot find it. Shout out to Brandy Carlisle. Shout out to Brandy. Cause she's the one that has you, me and the rock or whatever it's called. I know. Yeah. Shout out to Brandy is amazing. And there are certainly like a few artists who are that good. But like a long playlist would be hard to kind of curate. Yeah, absolutely. And even, and you were the one telling me too, you were trying to find me a wedding card. I went wedding card shopping for you. Yes. Trying to find something. Mm-hmm. I think I went to like two different spots and I was like, mm, their selection is really like small, not mm-hmm. like many cards in general. I was like, I have to go like somewhere that's more specific. So mm-hmm. then I went to like a pharmacy. Yeah. I, went, I walked the entire section of the, the cards. I was like in their wedding anniversary, nothing. I thought, oh no, like I have to find her. A wedding card that's gay. I can't give her like husband and wife. <laughs> that's not gonna. I'll like sharpie out the husband and add like wife again. Mm-hmm. And then I just so happened to like round the corner and there's like a very small pride section. 
which I'm not even sure if it's there all the time. It might have just been the timing for the summer. They, yeah. you know, they had some leftover from Pride Month that they weren't done with yet, so we'll just keep them here. <laughs> Hopefully that they sell. But there was even within the gay cards, the queer cards, there wasn't that much variety. I did find you the gem, and I couldn't not buy it. It was perfect. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. You two are perfect for each other. Yeah. I have to frame it. So yeah. But it was the same. Even me trying to find a card for my wife. Yeah. It's constant. It's man, woman. And even if it doesn't say bridegroom, mm -hmm. there's just, there's a picture of female presenting person, male presenting person yeah. on the card, yeah. right? That I had to buy one that just said wife, right? which to me, I get so angry. I'm like, I want a lesbian card, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I go to every store trying to find one, get angrier and angrier and angrier. Usually I just order them from Etsy because there's so many yeah, online, right. but if you wait to buy your wedding card till like, like I before, <laughs> you're really stuck yeah. in Halifax. Wow. We have so many, so many examples and something that we would love from you. If you want to shoot us your examples of heteronormativity, we would oh, love yeah. to hear them because that was happening for the episode two and three, when we had, at, we had kind of asked you for your input and some people were reaching out and you just gave us amazing information. So there are 101,000 other examples we can give, but we'd love to hear from you. And we really feed off that too, because it kind of we gets really us do. chatting about it and we think of other things and we love it. We absolutely love hearing from you. So DM us on Instagram, send us an email, write us on Facebook, all of your examples. We want to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us again. Be gentle on yourselves. Be gentle on others. If you've done any of these examples in your life, do not panic. We're learning together. And doodles. doodles.